Welcome back to School Buzz. This is the Lancaster School District podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Cooksey, and today we have with us Dr. Michelle Bowers, our superintendent, and she's going to give us some updates on our mid-year progress in the district. Oh my goodness, mid-year. It's hard to believe it's already mid-year, but uh, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Um, I am excited to be here this morning, this afternoon in some instances, but uh, I would like to thank you for the invitation. We have a lot going on this year. We always have a lot going on, but I am exceptionally (laughs) uh, excited and pleased about what's happening. We have started a new computer science program over at Westwind, and it's going quite well. Very near and dear to my heart. Very (laughs) near and dear. I thought I'd start with something near and dear to your heart. So that is going quite well. One of the other things that I'm extremely proud of is that um, we continue to strengthen our media arts program. Mm -hmm. So one of the other new initiatives that we have started and had good success with and a lot of participation is our Wonder Story program. program or media arts program where we actually have students that are creating their own animated stories and that is very exciting they're doing the writing they're doing collaboration they're doing the voiceover and we have visiting artists professional visiting artists that are coming in and teaching them how to operate the equipment and how to do all of this and work with the teachers and staff uh, as well, so that's very exciting. I went to the cre- uh, the Storymaker Nights that we had yes. in December, and I was super impressed with what the work that the kids had done. I was like, wow, I, it's it's something we need to showcase for our school district because they've Absolutely. really put a lot of work in it, and it's not an a simple program to use. It's kind of it's highly complex, it and is. the kids are learning it, and I'm very impressed with them. They are learning it. Actually, the kids have not had an opportunity at this point to operate the equipment. But they are asking for yeah. the, they're asking to be trained on that so that they can do it themselves. And it is just very exciting. They even went above and beyond and created their own little Dr. Bowers character. So that was a lot of fun because I had an opportunity to also do some voiceover and they tweaked, did their magic and gave me voices and animation and a character. So it was a lot of fun. I can see why the kids like it. Yeah, I can see why they like it. So that's another very exciting thing. 14 schools, over 1,000 students that have um, participated in that. So we look forward to that. And as we go into the second half of the year, our students, many of our students, will be engaging in creating their own actual movie, the Wizard of Oz movie. Mm -hmm. So they'll be doing a lot of the writing and collaboration and the voiceover for that and I look forward to that in the spring and we'll be unveiling that movie uh, at our Create Festival this spring. So stay tuned. (laughs) There'll be a red carpet premiere. A red carpet premiere. (laughs) Stay tuned. And popcorn, of course. Can't have a movie without popcorn. So that's another um, thing that we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. We already have some very strong programs. We have our computer science program at Mariposa, and they continue to strengthen that program. It's doing quite well also, um, becoming one of those, you know, just landmark programs in our valley. And our Fulton and Osbury Academy of Arts and Engineering, they're doing some exciting things over there as well. Lots of great things happening uh, across the district. One of the other things that seems to be growing and really taking a foothold is our elementary music program. Uh, You know, Kelly Stock was over at Lava, and I got Mm -hmm. to see her working with kids and doing the drum circle and just so many cool things that 
for so long we couldn't afford to do. Yes. And I love that we're putting money into that and giving kids that experience because it's just, it's so good for your soul to have music as part of what you do. Oh, as a district, we have really invested a lot as far as personnel and equipment over the last few years. And I could not be more excited about what I see our teachers doing and what I see our students doing in our music programs across the board. So all of our middle schools have music programs. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least five of our elementary schools have uh, music programs. And then our virtual academy, which is also doing quite well. (laughs) Um, They have just a wonderful uh, selection of different opportunities for students to not only have a different type of learning experience, but be engaged in some extracurricular activities as well. So just... Lancaster School District is the place to be. <laughs> it was, is. I was it's, just at Lincoln, and they were saying Lincoln was the place. Lincoln is it's just every the, place here. Every place here, the That's place to be. A lot of creative, innovative things going on in the district, and, and teachers really taking charge of what they want to do and and moving forward. Absolutely. So that's all the fun stuff, but equally fun and equally exciting is that academically, I see us doing some wonderful things as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I kudos, big shout out to all of our staff members, our teachers, our paraprofessionals, our leadership teams that have really taken hold of looking at the data and doing progress monitoring and really working to target the, the gaps that students may have and really supporting them as well as providing those enrichment opportunities. So I'm excited about the growth that I mm-hmm. see for all of our students. And uh, they are too it, very excited because we're seeing a lot of very intentional work. And with that intentionality, we're seeing some market improvement for many of our students. Well, and I was talking to, I think it was Jeannie Whipple over mm-hmm. at Endeavor, and she had said that the kids did much better on their iReady assessments because uh-huh. they knew if they, they tested out, they wouldn't have to be in support classes. They could take yes. a, an elective. And they were thrilled that so many kids tested out, and now they were kind of scrambling to put another elective in, the, in right. a couple of places. But what a great problem to have that kids are achieving and seeing that when they make progress, they get something else at school. So, Absolutely. you know, if it makes it makes a difference to the children, you know, if they're just taking a test, take a test, they don't really mm-hmm. care. But if they see that, oh, now I can do this instead, I think that's a really good point. And that they said they were so happy with the yes. success of their children. And we're seeing that same trend at several of our other middle schools uh, where students are having the opportunity to opt out of that intervention, that second period intervention, mm-hmm. and take an elective instead. So... They're very excited about that, and we're seeing large numbers of students that are performing much higher because it matters. There's something uh, connected for them that makes a difference. It's like, oh, I get it now. So it does make a difference, and we want everyone to do their absolute best, and we know that there's a lot more assessments than any of us (laughs) would like. However, it is a good way for us to make sure that we're providing the appropriate support and to show evidence of learning. And I really like the the iReady assessments because mm-hmm. they're formative. You know, you make some right. decisions on what kids know, and then you can change your your instruction right. to match that. So it's a wonderful tool. Right. So when we talk about working smarter, not harder, we work hard every day. Everyone is working hard. Our <laughs> students are working hard. Families, and especially our staff, is working hard. So whatever tools and resources we can use to make sure we're also working smart, uh, and that's absolutely what I see us doing across the board. 
Um, I know that we're putting some new playgrounds in a couple of places, right? We are. We are. We're working on that. And you would ask me that, and I don't have notes as exactly which schools. So I know one of them is Mariposa. One is Mariposa, <laughs> and we're looking at some... Um, and at a couple of schools, I think Mariposa actually, we're looking at a new kindergarten playground and a regular playground. But um, our goal, we know that we have lots of our schools that have older playgrounds with mm -hmm. the still equipment. So we're excited because we are making steps and getting things approved to start the process of replacing, taking out the old still. Right. And replacing it with the new plastic and uh, rubber playground fancy equipment, stuff. the fancy stuff. It's all <laughs> colorful and it's got lots of curves and bells and whistles and things that kids get really excited about. So uh, I am excited about it. When I saw that, I said, I wish I was young enough to go play on it, but I'm not. <laughs> but that's okay. Our kids, I will get find joy in going out there and watching our kids enjoy yeah. it. So. I, I was a principal of school and they put a new uh, play set out for us and it was like ants on sugar. Oh, I mean, they just loved it. And the parents were happy too. It's, you know, a nice thing to do to improve school um, environments. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's a good thing. We also um, just, we're going to be celebrating our ribbon cutting over at Joshua yes. because we have a brand new cafeteria that they just completed and we just reopened when the, everyone came back from from uh, winter break. So we're excited about that. Joshua is exceptionally excited about I bet that. They are. <laughs> They've waited quite some time, very patiently. So thank you to the Joshua community. Um, but now that completes phase two of that project. So we look forward to working on getting that landscaping in the front done and starting the next phase, which is going to lend itself to improve library space and uh, common space for doing projects as well as work area. So stay tuned for more there. Jo lots happening over in the Joshua community. Now, Joshua, we're doing those improvements um, from a bond, right? We are. We have, uh, in 2012, we passed a $63 million bond. And thank you to the community for yes. supporting us in doing that because as a result of that, it has really enabled us as a district to do a lot of much needed improvements. So we were able to at the gym, which we opened this year, this school year at Endeavor. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have a brand new gym, and with that came a brand new music program. Uh, so we're very excited about that, as are all of the Endeavor students and staff and families yes. over there, uh, because it is a fabulous gym with two classrooms, oversized classrooms for community room, and, and the, the PE teachers use one side, and then the music teacher uses the other side, and they have... Lots of great equipment and, and wonderful things happening with developing and strengthening their music programs. So. And I toured that building, and I was amazed at how many um, instruments they had and all the, the different kinds of instruments. I thought, this is fabulous. It is fabulous. It's not like you just gave them a bare room and that's it. I mean, no. it was completely stocked. Well, that's one of the things that, as a district, we're committed to is not... Uh, just adding things for the sake of adding them in name, mm -hmm. but really making sure that we have the resources available to support strong implementation and building a rich program, uh, a very comprehensive program, but one that's going to be rewarding uh, for students and for our staff members. So we're proud of that because as a result, we have invested uh, quite a bit over, as I said, over the last few years 
in new equipment for our music programs at all of our schools that have music, uh, as well as our library programs uh, and our PE programs. So we have poured some dollars in there to make sure that they have the resources that they need. Right. I know you gave me um, $100,000 a year for the libraries over three years. I yes. $100,000 $100, each year for three years. And that's a huge investment in our libraries. And Yep. Very much appreciated. Yes, absolutely. So when people think that nothing new was going in, into <laughs> these these spaces, that's just not true. We do go through and kind of weed out the old materials yes. and make room <laughs> for some new materials. And I know the librarians thought I was golden, at least for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> because at least for and the PE teachers thought I was golden as well. So it's not mine to give, but it is uh, nice to be able to work with our entire team to say, yes, these are priorities for us right. and to kind of spread the wealth mm -hmm. and make sure that we're investing in our programs so that we do have high quality programs across the district. So, uh, so far, what would yes. you say um, that you're most proud of this year? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> I, I'm going to get in trouble no matter what I say. I am, um, I would say it's not any one Thing. It's the fact that so many people, I am most proud to be superintendent of Lancaster School District because we have so many committed and dedicated people that are here for our kids. The, the wonderful things that we just talked about that happen don't happen because of Michelle. They happen because there's so many people that want to do great things for our kids and they are making those great things happen. So I would say most proud is the fact that I can be part of this team of people that are working hard because we continue to talk Wednesday and, and God bless you because Wednesday, as an example, uh, I was approached by Microsoft or I kind of approached them and begged a little bit and, and they were responsive and very open to my request, but Microsoft is going to be bringing in a program called DigiGirls right. that uh, brings a wonderful experience and opportunity for 60 of our middle school age girls mm -hmm. to participate in computer science activities. And that is just unheard of. I saw it on the computer and said, hey, can you do that for Lancaster? <laughs> and they were excited and responded back to me, and we communicated back and forth. And I reached out to you and said, would you be willing to take the lead? So it's those yeses that say, yes, I'm willing to take the lead on that, or I'm willing to take the lead on this. And uh, we're looking at DigiGirls. We're looking at Starbase programs. We're looking at new STEM programs. So... Thank you to the community for wanting to support and help and be part of all of these wonderful things. We just, there's too many items to even name at the holiday time uh, of, of organizations that reached out to right. us yes. and, and gave from their heart. They gave of their time, um, but more importantly, or equally importantly, they gave of their resources because as a result of that, we had lots, we were able to donate lots of backpacks, lots of toys, lots of food donations to our community as a result of folks that are willing to support our community. Coat Drive. So we, we gave, oh, you probably know better than I, but hundreds <laughs> of coats, yep. uh, hundreds of toys, hundreds of backpacks, uh, lots of baskets of food throughout the district and and thank you to the marines thank you to the electricians thank you 
to all of the organizations and groups out there that supported us. Thank you to Rotary Lancaster West Rotary, uh, Sunshine Rotary. There were just so many different groups that step up and say, what can we do to yes. help? Uh, and I'm very appreciative. So when we say most proud, I am most proud of the fact that Lancaster um, is on the receiving end of so much, so many wonderful things. And that's not only internally, but externally as well. So people just are willing to do the right thing and want to do things that count and make a difference in the lives of our children and our families. So it's a well, good thing. And one of the things you've done is create an environment where we can be innovative, where we can yes. try new things. And I, there's places where, you know, they don't want to try something new or they, you know, mm -hmm. this is the way we do it and we're not going to do anything different or we don't want to work with outside communities, which I don't understand. That's right. a little crazy. But um, there are some times where com community members want to help and they're told no. Yeah. So we're always open. We're always open. <laughs> and they know whose door to knock yeah, exactly. on. They knock on the right door. Okay, well, tell me more about that. Uh, so we just figure out where the fit is. And I think one of the things that allows us to really be open is that we don't try to do everything for everyone all the time. Uh, but if we can take a little bit here and spread the wealth, then we're able to make sure that we are kind of blessing different schools or groups or different things because we also have like UPS, I think it was UPS that adopted El Dorado. And they brought in lots of toys and Santa played a visit over there. So um, there's just a lot. We can't do everyone. We have 22 schools and over 15,000 students. Mm -hmm. But when everyone does a little bit, it's enough to go around. Exactly. So it's it's a blessing in that regard. So what has been your biggest challenge this year? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Not enough time? How's that? Not well, that's enough time. True. That's true all, every year. I think it, it's getting worse. It seems like there's just so much more to do. Oh, my goodness. There's, and, yes, there, there is. The, um, my goodness, the biggest challenge. It is really trying to keep up with all the, the good things that are going on and keep at the forefront the strength of our educational program uh, and meeting the accountability standards and making sure that we're doing that work as well. So that's an ongoing conversation, um, but I think that we're moving in the right direction. I think one of the other challenges that we face is um, the continued growth and changes with technology. Mm -hmm. And that is always something that we're above water. You see, wow, all of this great technology. <laughs> Below water, you see us paddling our little feet as fast as we can trying to keep up because not only is the technology changing, but the, the software and the programs right. change and what you do with that changes and how you use it changes and getting people trained changes. So that is an ongoing challenge because there's good stuff out there, but you can't do everything. You can't do everything and you've got to sustain what you have because yes and that's the problem with technology is it really has become a consumable product yes it's you know we used to be able to buy a computer and it would last for 10 years that, that didn't happen anymore that and, does not um, happen because the software changes the updates change and um just understanding that you got to have a plan for replacing it at all times because kids yes. and teachers need that absolutely so replacing it and making sure it's used effectively yes. because it does not take the place of good solid instruction oh, and <laughs> does not take the place of those solid learning experiences that challenge our kids thinking 
and provides them opportunities to collaborate and, and provides them opportunities to really apply and process their learning. So it doesn't take the place of that, but is it a, a tool and a resource and something that supplements what we're doing? Absolutely. Is it ever going to be less or go away? Never. So we need to constantly kind of figure out how to balance that with um, good old-fashioned instruction. Yeah, I, I, you can never take away the instruction because no. the teacher is the teacher. The yes. software is not the teacher. No. It can collect information for you. It can help them create things. It can help them communicate, but it does not teach them. No. There's only one person in the room that can do that. It so. does not teach them. So, um, but, but we're doing a good job. And, and the one of the other things that I am extremely proud of is the quality and amount of professional development. So yes, there's we a, have a lot of professional. We development. have a you, lot. You can learn a lot at Lancaster. You can <laughs> learn a lot. You will be an expert in something if you choose to. Um, and and again, that's finding a balance as well. But we do have some great opportunities to expand and extend learning for our professional uh, professionals. And that's for all of us. It's not just for any one group. So we're excited that we have those opportunities available uh, and we're excited to continue to think how we continue to extend that, not just to any one group, but to everyone, because it's important for all of us to continue to grow uh, professionally mm -hmm. in our field, no matter what hat we wear. Well, we, as we learn new things about how how kids learn or how they acquire information, we need to keep up on those skills. That's right. Absolutely. Um, so we went to the bu governor's budget yesterday, ah. and um, wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I was hoping <laughs> for some money for technology, and mm -hmm. that didn't happen. But what, are, did that change any of your vision for next year? Because I know that's money really for next year. Right. Um, it did not. It did not. Right now, we are in the... COLA only kind of phase. So mm -hmm. the there's no new monies, as you mentioned. And whatever monies we get is going to be received pretty much through COLA, the cost of living increase. Um, and it's not, when you look at movement in our just natural movement, mm -hmm. step and column movement, uh, the natural increase that you'll see in workers' comp, the natural increase you see in health, where, uh, health and welfare benefits, um, that cost of living increase really is not adequate or sufficient to cover those natural increases that we know we're going to see. Right. Um, so with that being said, no, it does not change any plans. What it does, though, reinforce and or affirm is that it's important for us not to look at more, but how we do continue to, to leverage the dollars that we have and the resources that we have to continue to strengthen what we're doing. Because we have, as we mentioned earlier, we have some great things happening in the mm -hmm. district. And while we have great things happening, there is absolutely room for us to do those things better. So our focus is on improving the implementation so that we can improve the outcome and the experiences for our learners. It's not just about having something in name only. Right. We don't want it in name only. We want it to be an experience that's going to be impactful and that's going to make a difference. So what are your what's your hope for the end of the year? Ooh. 
Well, my hope for the end of the year is that I see enormous growth yes. and that we're all smiling. Uh, so I'm excited about the growth that I am seeing because we do have some some good formative diagnostic data that suggests that we're seeing some good patterns across the district with improved learning outcomes and growth. That's going to, if our correlation is correct, it should show some substantial growth. And I'm very optimistic and will always be optimistic. I'm always optimistic of the great things, the outcomes that we're going to see. So I'm excited about that. One of the other things that I'm excited about, another, I just said no new things, but this, this, <laughs> this thing is um, something that's going to be happening more in the community as opposed to in the classroom per se, right. is our Footsteps to Brilliance, our initiative to focus on improving literacy and working with our community, our adults, our families, especially zero birth to third grade. Uh, where we work with them and teach them how to teach their child to read and give them resources to put in their hand that are go that's going to help support them in doing that. Because without those strong literacy skills, it they're behind from the start. Right. If you come to kindergarten ready to, you already know how to read your name or write your name and know a couple words and know your colors and... Yes. Be able to count to 20 that you just so, are so far ahead to other children and if we can have moms and dads understand that that's important and, and give them some tools to do that give them the tools um, for free that's it um i i'm hoping it will make a big difference in our community i am i am positive it will make a big difference in our community and we are already working with partners in our community so i'm excited that uh, when we have an opportunity to sit down with some folks, they too are equally excited and can see the great benefit and potential in bringing this to our community. So it, as we start engaging in conversation as to how to roll this out, uh, we will begin that rollout process this spring. Mm -hmm. But by the beginning of next school year, you will be hearing and seeing a lot about that literacy campaign because we want our kids to come to school ready to learn. And ready to learn means that they have those foundational reading skills and they have those foundational math skills, numeracy skills. So they are then walking into that classroom a step ahead and ready to learn the grade level concepts that we need to teach them. Yes. So it's it's very exciting time. I'm excited about that. I think it's going to do a, a great, I think it will be great for our community. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to give a shout out, community shout out to UPS because yes. uh, you, you mentioned them already that they came and brought toys to El Dorado kids and mm -hmm. um, I think every kid there got a toy and Santa Claus came and so that's just a wonderful donation to our kids yes. and um, spreading the holiday spirit so yes. we appreciate that. Our next podcast is on The March. It's a Time Magazine is sponsoring this uh, virtual reality March in Washington, which is when Dr. Martin Luther King did I Have a Dream speech. Um, one of our students got to be part of that, and he got to do it along with his great-grandfather, who was actually there. Um, wow. So I get to talk to Lavelle over at Lincoln. Uh, it'll be a great time. Very exciting. You can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcaster, Sprecher, um, and iHeartRadio. So, um, and thank you for tuning in. Mm -hmm.